0: I feel it in my fingers fingers. I feel it in my toes toes,
1: Christmas is all around me And so the feeling grows
2: Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinions starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't
0: see that. seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers
2: and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends.
0: When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around.
2: Welcome to the main event. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm recording uh, on the 23rd. You're probably hearing it on the Christmas or if you if you uh, uh, listen to the podcast or you're listening on the day after the day after. And uh, so we open up with that clip from Love Actually, which if you watch Fox News or Greg Gutfeld or uh, many other places that talk about the worst Christmas movies, that love actually always seems to be on the top of the list. I personally like it. think it's an entertaining, it's not a uh, Academy award stuff, but it has a little politics in it. has a little love, has a little hate, has a little backstabbing, it has uh, some good music. It's fun. And uh, if we have to list our, uh, our uh, top Christmas movies that Don and I like, I have to say love actually is one of them. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, one of them, uh, the family stone is a big favorite. We watch that every year, at least 12 or 12 or 20 times. Um, I like elf and, um, let me think some of the old ones, some of the old ones who don't watch that much anymore. Uh, and of course bad Santa is, uh, is a uh, bad movie with some bad messages that you don't watch with the kids on there, but it is, it is pretty funny. But, uh, and then that I use, uh, the Eagles please come home for Christmas. Uh use that because the Eagles, most of their songs I can't use because of the way they're uh the way they are managed or the way the copyrights are on their music. This one happened to be okay because I don't think they wrote this one. So uh there's the Eagles. Merry Christmas. Come home for Christmas. Uh welcome to it. And I thought a lot of people aren't able to come home this year. Maybe that would be something good. And uh I'll put a little Christmas cheer for the Christmas weekend. And of course, remember uh, the reason for the season is uh, is our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, you know what? We should uh, try to stay focused on that. I found that uh, going to church at Sandals at uh, Pastor Matt's always trying to keep us focused on uh, focused on the light, and then keeps reminding me that the light is not politics. The light is Jesus, and uh, you know, trying to find light in a dark world. So anyway, that's why that's why I attend that church. And uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be there is going to be some big stuff going on in the next. How long till the sixth of January? Uh, mm, I don't see it's uh, the it's the uh, sixth. About three weeks, three weeks, two or three weeks in the next two or three weeks. Sixth of January, I predict it's going to be one of them days. I'm going to be just coming back from vacation. I'm going to say, uh, hey, I'm not feeling very well today. I'm going to, I'm just going to stay home, work from home, and I'll be watching TV all day. Only answer emails about three hours after you send them. And uh, I'd just take one day and just watch, watch the government melt down in front of our, in front of us and watch the, watch the chaos. It should be fun. So, Before we get into uh, talking about everything that's coming up, let me introduce myself for those of you that don't know me. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are some fantastic opportunities out there, and not everybody is strongly searching for them um, because they're looking for Christmas gifts. And uh, and a lot of sellers want to sell, and people are motivated to close by the end of the year. You kind of wait until the last minute if that's you, And you're just going to get started, but you know, you can get some properties in contract before the, uh, before the new year and, uh, get them if they're in contract with you, they're not in contract with anybody else. That's a good opportunity. And the rates are low and they seem to be getting a little bit lower. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be looking for 2% 30 year fixed, but who knows? Maybe on uh, FHA and VA loans, they might, um, conventional is a little bit higher, and they're they're about 2.75 or 2.5, depending on points and your credit scores and every other little detail to your to your loan. So if you're interested in getting involved in any of those fantastic opportunities and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk, uh, if you want to get in touch, but you don't want to talk, uh, find me at edhoffman.net, dot N.net. Click on the summit funding logo. Uh, it'll take you to my lending page, and you'll have, uh, and that'll, you can fill all the form in. Tell me how much information you want. Tell me how much information you want to give me. And you will hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Vlad Kinzer, Brian Goodman. Or uh, um, I got one other guy coming on. I'ma stop saying Lance Kesha because he's he's uh he's what he's just finishing up the year and then he's moving on to the other side of the building and it's not on not on Ed's team. So he'll still be he'll still be with us and he'll be out there getting his own business and he won't be servicing my clients. So uh but he's done a great job this year. And my hat's off to Lance. He's been been on the team for only six months and this kid is a prodigy. He's, uh, learn he learned fast, he works hard and he will be good. Uh, in the meanwhile, I'll keep my other guys who are, uh, my, uh, my right hands. And if you talk to them, you're talking to me. If you talk to me, you're talking to them. If you want to hear something uh, repeated that I said on the show, uh, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can actually subscribe for free and have it download to your, uh, your computer, your iPhone or your iWatch or your iPad, your I, your iPod or your mini pad or your maxi pad, anything you can listen to podcasts on and you can hear it typically a day before it comes on the radio. Um, let me see. If you want to uh, follow me on social media, at Ed Hoffman is uh, my Twitter. Um, at Big Ed Hoffman is Parler. Um, the main event, Ed Hoffman, is uh, uh, Facebook. Facebook. What else did I leave out? Oh yeah, here's our. If you want to just send in some comments and not have to worry about being 140 characters or or uh, saying anything particular, Ed at edhoffman.net is my email for that. All right. So with that, let's uh, talk about stuffs going on this week. So I just heard this morning, City of Detroit has filed a lawsuit against Black Lives Matter group, a Black Lives Matter group called Detroit Will Breathe, alleging a civil civil conspiracy and claiming the protests in the city have repeatedly turned violent, endangering the lives of police and the public. The city cites four protests that occurred in Detroit this year and alleges that injuries to the police officers included cracked vertebrae, lacerations, and concussions. And, those are the, and that was where Detroit said they're going to stand up to the protesters. The city says that the repeated violence should negate Detroit Will Breathe's Claims that demonstrations should be protected under First Amendment. And this is a countersuit to the group's lawsuit against the city in August. Um, I think uh, I think when all this COVID stuff is over, when all this protest stuff is over, and I don't know when it will ever be over, but um, I'm thinking after January 6th, there's, it's going to be uh, brought up to a higher level. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits going on because a lot of people, um, I don't believe we ever needed to be closed down for COVID. Now I'm not saying I don't believe that COVID exists. I believe it exists. I believe it's a really strong strain of the flu. And for those people in better, uh, uh, higher aged, overweight, uh, immunocompromised sit- situations, um, catching the flu is bad for you catching the, And the flu oftentimes turns into pneumonia and that, that kills people. Um, doesn't mean that coronavirus is anything brand new, but it is a strong strain of the flu. And uh, I think uh, people should be careful. Like uh, like uh, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco said two weeks ago, he said, hey, we're going to trust everybody. Wears a mask when they should, that they uh, social distance when they should, and we're going to leave it up to them to protect themselves. And we're not going to uh, be the the muscle of the bully in the governor's mansion in Sacramento. So here's some of the people I think that should be looking to uh, recover some damages. Michael Flynn should be suing the federal government for about $200 million for destroying his life uh, with this Russia collusion BS. Uh, Oregon and Seattle residents for sure should sue, should sue for the value of the businesses that, that were looted, burned down. And because Oregon and the Portland, Oregon and Seattle told the cops to stand down and let the and let these uh protesters, these these uh chaos bringers um let them let them destroy things. And I think uh the people in Portland and Seattle that decided, "Hey, I'm out of here," packed their things, sold their house, sold their sold their businesses at a fire sale and left. I think they should sue for the loss of value of their houses because i'm sure uh, houses in seattle and portland were a lot more expensive than what they got during the protests but when you want to get out and you want to sell you take what you take what you get and you get out of town how about all the restaurants and gyms and movie theaters suing for losing their businesses because they weren't sent they weren't essential they weren't essential like liquor stores and weed dispensaries and home depot you know all these other other comp- you know you got smaller hardware stores and you've got and you've got churches, and you've got uh, you've got um, beauty beauty shops where they do your hair and your nails, and and we just decided, you know we let Governor Newsom and Governor Whitmer and and uh, Mayor Garcetti and all, all these all these community leaders uh, in the in the communities tell everybody hey you have to shut down because you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna spread coronavirus, and well you know what if if you're only having limited amounts of, of customers and they're wearing masks. And of course the people that keep telling us that keep getting caught, not practicing what they preach, uh, IE, um, Nancy Pelosi getting caught having her hair done, uh, sporting around in the, in the salon with no mask on. Um, I just, you know, is anybody tired of it besides me? I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty enraged about this stuff. And I wish I could uh, really tell you what I really think, but this is Salem, Salem Media, and they won't, they won't let me get completely passionate and expressive on it. So I'm going to try and be trying to try to express my anger while I'm still being nice. I'm wondering here who got to Bill Barr. Attorney General Bill Barr says he sees no need to appoint a special counsel to investigate election fraud or the activities of Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Barr had no problems appointing uh, federal prosecutor John Durham as a special counsel to investigate the origins of the Russia collusion hoax. And uh, but in his last major news conference under President Trump, this was all he had to say about appointing a special counsel to look into the election.
0: If I thought a special counsel at this stage was the right tool uh, and was appropriate, I I would do I would name one, but I haven't and I'm not going to.
2: Yeah, well, he says, uh, you know, I, I had my. I had my uh, my uh, genitals removed uh, surgically uh, so that I used to be a tough guy. But now now that I'm colluding with the Democrats and, you know, Biden, Biden uh, gave me a promised me a bunch of money if I don't investigate his son, which will end up being with Joe Biden being in the Gray Bar Hotel instead of uh, the White House. He gave he offered him a lot of money. So. Uh, I just he he gave him the money to have his have his uh, genitals uh, surgically removed. I don't think it was a I don't think it was a gender uh, a gender transformation. I think they just removed him just because uh, they didn't want him to stand up to him. Uh, President Trump had wanted special counsel to be Sidney Powell, the federal prosecutor who is focused on the fraud and fraud capabilities of Dominion voting machines. Reportedly, the president wanted to see her seize the machines as part of her investigation. Here's the only thing Bill Barr said about that.
0: I say no basis now for seizing machines by the federal government.
2: I don't have any stones anymore. And I don't want to say anything that will upset any Democrats because they know where I live. And I don't want them to get a bunch of mean stuff going on in front of my house. (laughs) cause I'm not tough anymore. You know, he's not Rudy Giuliani who took on the, took on the mob back in his younger days. So uh, I just think it's, I think it's, I think that and the Supreme court, they're there to interpret laws and to make sure it gets, that it gets enforced. And when so many people in the government and the governments of these states and, It is so obvious what happened in our election. It is so obvious how Joe Biden's been using using his influence as the former vice president to steal our money, give it to other countries so they can funnel it back to him through his his son and his brother. This guy should not be president. He should not be president. And it's a shame that Attorney General Barr lost his lost his. Lost his mojo. So we go on. Uh, President Trump huddled with a group of congressional Republicans at the White House on Monday, where they discussed an effort to overturn the election results in Congress next month, according to the members who attended the meeting. The movement is being led by Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama, from Greenbow, Alabama, uh, who told Politico that the meeting was uh, a back and forth concerning planning and strategy for January 6th. So as I understand, it, on January 6th, um, they will that they'll have a joint joint uh, a joint meeting of Congress and Senate. Uh, Mike Pence will run it. And I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what uh, Nancy Pelosi gets to do. I guess she gets to uh, open the envelopes and Mike, Mike Pelosi needs to make special announcements. And if somebody objects and somebody seconds it, then it goes to a uh, some kind of a. Uh, some kind of a argument debate for a couple hours, and if it can't be can't be overturned by that, um, then it goes to the Congress. One vote for one state, and and the all the voters get thrown in the trash. And it's one vote for one state. So the group also met with Vice President Pence, who will preside over the joint session of Congress that I just described when they officially certify the Electoral College votes on January sixth. More and more congressmen and senators are being persuaded the election was stolen. Not too hard. It's not too hard to figure it out. They did it right in our faces. If you're, if you have a, if you have your, your glasses on or your contacts in or you have 2020 vision, it's not too hard to be convinced that this whole election was a pile of BS. Other Republican members in attendance include uh, Jody Heise of Florida Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, and Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Um, if you see, uh, if you're on Parler, Marjorie Taylor Greene is uh, quite outspoken. Quite outspoken. You get a lot of her, lot of her uh, opinions when you're on Parler. Um, so let's talk about this COVID relief deal reached, and they call it the Deven- the Defense Authorization Act. So, is it defense against COVID or is it defense against other countries? So, after months of inaction, Congress passed a $1.4 trillion spending bill this week to fund the government through September of 2021. It's chock full of miscellaneous pork, includes $900 billion in COVID relief for Americans to get a whopping $600 apiece. Many members of Congress, including Democrats, say they had no time to review the almost 6,000 page bill. One of them was Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii.
1: I just got back from having voted on the House floor on this massive spending bill. I voted against it, and I wanted to tell you why. First of all, this bill was over 5,500 pages long. We received the text of this bill at approximately 2.30 this afternoon, and we're told we'd have to go and vote on it just a few hours later. There is no way that anybody in Congress had the opportunity or the time to go through and read this bill to know exactly what was in it. I've been here long enough to see how provisions are snuck into these bills in the, literally in the dark of night without any announcement, without telling anyone what is in it, and then rushed through in the manner that we have just seen tonight. This is the height of irresponsibility, and it is absolutely no way for the people's representatives to be able to represent the interests of the American people. The second thing is the central part of this bill was supposed to be about providing direct COVID relief to the American people who are struggling and who need help the most. This bill dished out hundreds of billions of dollars Going towards special interests, going towards the military-industrial complex, going towards foreign countries. Meanwhile, saying, "Here's what's left for you. You get six hundred
2: bucks." Well, six hundred bucks for everybody seems to be a lot of money, but <clears throat> considering what how they've taken out taken your lives to keep, just to make sure you don't die of this COVID, we're going to take your your life socially away from you uh, for a year. And, uh, and then, and we're going to take away your your businesses and your ability to feed your family, and uh, you're just, we're just going to do work that hard to save you. So we're gonna we're going to put you into a social death, which for for some people has has become depression, isolation, and suicide. So when Trump talks about the cure can't be worse than the disease. This is exactly what we've witnessed in 2020. And for me, um, when the Democrats were 23 people on stage trying to get the nomination, I said uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, it was somebody I didn't really see eye to eye eye on, but she makes comments like this, which says she's the closest thing to common sense on that stage. Her, and then there's a guy Delaney from uh, Maryland or Connecticut, and he did, but he makes funny faces, and I don't think we elect a, elect a president, how, no matter how smart he is, um, because he makes funny faces. We saw that with Steve Forbes a few years ago. Clearly the smartest guy on the stage, but he has funny eyes, so uh, we couldn't elect him either. So we'll talk about what's in the bill. I'm almost coming up to the end of the first half, but I'll tell you the first the first group of things. $166 billion for direct payments. That's where the $600 per person comes in. Uh, Everybody who's making less than $75,000 a year or couples making less than $150,000 a year uh, comes from. They also get $600 in additional payment per dependent child. So last time it was $1,200 per adult and $500 per dependent child. And they sent me and Don $2,400. We don't have any little kids at home, and we don't make less than $75,000 a year. They sent it to us anyway. I posted it on Facebook. I took it. I signed it. I wrote it right out to uh, to Sandals Church, gave my money to them. I said, I'm not participating in this. If I deposit it, um, someone's going to say I took advantage of it. And if I send it back, they're going to send it back to someone who doesn't deserve it as well. So we're going we're gonna to see another round of those checks. I will tell you, if they send Don and I one, I will take a picture of it along with my check to the church, and I will just pass it right on to somebody who does something good for other people and i trust in sandals church that they will take care of that so anyway i'm all out of time for this half the main event stay tuned for five minutes traffic weather sports and commercials and i will be right back with the rest of this whole crazy bill they're trying to pass and happily uh well i would give you the rest of the story after the break stay tuned
1: Please come home.
2: Summit funding. I don't talk about uh, finance or uh, or real estate on the radio very much because most time, most of you aren't interested in it. Either you're not in the market, you're not uh you're you're not needing the financing, or you don't know if you're in the market. You don't know. But if you're interested in finding out if you are, or if you know that you are in the market to buy a property that you don't that you don't own, refinance a property you already own or uh, turn some of your bills into a uh, no payments due anymore through a reverse mortgage. You need to be 62 for that. Uh, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free area code 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo and follow the cyber trails to uh, give me the information you want. Uh, that, that song I opened up with is uh, Christmas baby, please come home. By uh, Brooke Flagg's favorite band, U2. Every year I got to give her some U2 on uh, Christmas and New Year's. Um, if you don't know who Brooke is, Brooke is my production assistant. So she digs out all the clips that I want and some of the ones I don't want. And uh, she helps keep me uh, on uh, on schedule how we put this show together. It's a lot more work than it sounds like. Sounds like we're over here having fun. I'm thinking maybe... For the New Year's show, maybe I get on here and have a few shots of Patron while we're doing it and uh, see how that goes over. Dan may have to re-record it after I pass out. I don't know. We'll see. So we talked about what's in the bill. Uh, we talked about $600 per person. They're going to give it to everybody um, that makes less than 75000 a year or 150 per couple um, and $600 per kid. Um, there's $120 billion for unemployment insurance. This is for people... Uh, this for people on unemployment who get a, get an extra three hundred dollars a week through March fourteenth instead of the six so this originally it was six hundred a week uh, six hundred a week added to your normal unemployment benefit that expired in July then they couldn 't get anything together, and President Trump did a uh executive order to give everybody an extra three hundred instead of the six hundred because um, i think I think a lot of people were um, we're staying home from work because they're making more money, more take-home money on unemployment. So I know Katie Hopkins, uh, when she was on my show a few months ago, she said, you know, when they start opening back up, some of the the companies in uh, in England would say, hey, we're, we're going to open up in stages. Do you want to be on the first stage? And if they said, no, nah, I'll wait for the second stage, there was no second stage because they wanted to find out who was staying home because, not because they had to, um, but because they were making more money. So, 120 million for unemployment inser- uh, insurance. So that 300 went for I don't know when when that ended or if it ever ended, but they put it in the bill so it goes until March 14th. Um, 284 billion for Paycheck Protection Program, which is what small business businesses have been desperate for since September. Um, here's Steve Scalise on how Nancy Pelosi's standard mo.
0: Hurt those businesses. Unfortunately, we've seen this movie before when she was speaker last time, as she's been speaker this time. She loves setting arbitrary deadlines, running up past the deadline, and then just trying to threaten for things that nobody else wants to give. And in fact, we didn't give her a lot of those things that she wanted. President Trump offered her a lot more relief and money just months ago. And she walked away from that because, not because she didn't like the deal, because she didn't want President Trump to get credit. She she said she was waiting for a new president. That's why small businesses across this country did not get the relief that they should have had back in September.
2: So if you're out there and you were hoping for some more relief, some more ability to keep your business uh, alive, to keep your employees paid and to, uh, you know, keep some uh, food in your refrigerator um, and you didn't get it since since September. They they put you on a on a October, November, December, a three month, three month wait. So you probably lost some weight probably uh, lost some employees, probably lost some customers, maybe lost your whole business, but that's Nancy Pelosi's plan. She wants to make sure that nobody gets, nobody gets credit for it. Certainly not Donald Trump. And especially since now, now the Democrats are convinced Donald Trump is, is only got another month left. Um, And then they're going to inaugurate, inaugurate that, that bozo. Uh, Joe Biden. Um, I am not convinced. I'm not convinced even a little bit yet. I think January 6th is going to be the thing to watch. Mark it on your calendars. Uh, we can't all call in sick at once, but uh, you know, market market for your d your DVRs to be recording. You know, uh, some news shows during that day because it's going to be a chaotic excrement show. What do they call it? A dumpster fire? It's going to be a dumpster fire out there um, at, in Congress and with the congressmen, and the congressmen and the senators. So it's going to be interesting. So uh, here's some more of the stupid stuff that comes off that. They, they provided $69 billion for v- vaccines. Okay, that makes sense. $22 billion for testing and tracing. So what's that? That's so people could get tested and they could trace everywhere you said you went. So they try to figure out who you got it from. Um, will they be able to come up with anything definitive? No, but we got the money for them to try to figure it out. So you'll be there in a little extra time, little extra time when you're getting tested, so they can, so they can try and uh, figure that out because they got the money. Nine billion for healthcare providers. Okay, I'm cool with that. Healthcare providers helping people that get it or uh, help people that uh, that think they think they might have something. And need uh and need some uh need to be tested um four and a half billion for mental health four and a half billion for mental health what about mental health we buying some mental health is it for uh people could go uh drink themselves silly and uh make themselves uh psych- psychotic or is it to help, help mental health workers or uh, i'm not really sure what what that is eighty two billion for schools and universities. Which is not uh, not to help, bring, the, uh, not to help uh, bring people back to in-person uh, schools for K through um, 12, and it's there to uh, gives them um, 150 dollars off their Pell grant, so 150 discount on their tuition, which to me seems like giving you a nickel off the nickel off the price of a Big Mac. Um, you know, hey, it's three bucks now. I'll give you a nickel off. Well, I remember when they were two for a buck. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to tell you how old I was. Um, but it seems seems kind of insignificant. Twenty five billion for state and local governments to provide rental assistance. So here we're going to give we're going to give this to the government so they can say if you uh, are not working or you lost your job or you're just not essential. You know, if if you're not working at a weed shop. Um, and you aren't getting a paycheck, so you can't pay your rent. We're going to help you out there and make sure you rent. Now you landlords be aware of that because I've had some, uh, some of my renters say, Hey, are you giving us any time off rent? I said, no, you guys are getting, your guys are getting relief checks it's to pay rent, pay rent with it. I'll let them all make sure your house is still there. You make sure that I don't kick you out. And, uh, so, and I've had, I've had one of my commercial uh, commercial people that does uh, foster care say, "Well, we'd like to have our have our uh, rent cut in half for a for a uh, unmentioned period of time." And I said, "Well, let's see. Uh kids going into foster care, I think there's probably more than ever because the parents are home, they're uh driving each other crazy. Um they're getting in fights. Uh uh child protective services pulling people out. I think they're probably as busy as ever." and you get paid by the government, I, I don't think you need to lower your rent. And they ask for everything, but uh, so far I'm standing tough. I'm getting 100% all my rents. $26 million for food and farm aid. Increases food stamp benefits by 15% for six months. Uh, because, you know, when you don't have a job, you get hungry. That's the concept anyway. Uh, Funds food banks and Meals on Wheels. Another $13 billion to farmers and ranchers. Hmm. Farmers and ranchers working outside. They should still be working. And um, what do they need aid for? They need $13 billion. Uh, I'm not really sure what for. $10 billion for child care. Okay, so people that aren't going to school. I just checked with my son. Uh, My two grandkids are going to school in person up in uh, Roseville. And uh, of course, anytime one kid gets exposed to it, they take the whole class and send them home for 10 days. And I said, well, when every time one kid gets exposed, why not just expose it to all the kids and have the kids all stay together for 10 days and not come home? Hey, you're, you're having a camp out for 10 days until everybody gets it and you get over it. Now you're immune to it. 10 billion for the postal service. What are they giving 10 billion to the postal service that to uh so they can help out with some more mail-in ballots or is that back pay for the mail-in ballots? Uh, cause they, cause they, you know, they worked it. So, so effortlessly, they just got everything done. All these things got in right on time. Even if they were late, they accidentally on purpose miss, miss, uh, misplaced some stuff. I don't know. The bill has a few present, uh, provisions conservatives might get, might, uh, uh, get behind, uh,
0: like 1.4 billion for a, for the border wall. Here's Steve Scalise on that. This bill also includes a pay raise for our troops. Much needed pay raise for men and women in uniform. This bill also includes a billions more to build more border wall, which, you know, as you've heard, Joe Biden said he doesn't want to build a new wall.
2: Yeah, I can get behind that. And uh, and uh, that stuff, that stuff sounds good. This part is interesting. Three hundred million for countering Chinese influence fund and two hundred ninety for countering Russian influence fund. Not sure what that is, but Trump said this is a this is a gift to the Chinese and the and the Russians um, it fails to support the American first uh, American first attitude about uh, a way Trump's running the country. Then there's 15 billion for the arts, 40.5 million dollars for the offices for the Office of Museum Services. So I'm assuming Office of Museum Services, that's probably some office that sends janitors to shine up the floors and take out the trash, dust off the pictures. That's a hell of a lot of money. <clears throat> and I don't really know all those places are closed anyway. So what's that $40.5 billion for? I have a feeling some of that stuff goes, gets kicked back to some of the guys that wrote these things in a billion dollars. That's $1 billion to build two new Smithsonian institution museums, a woman's history museum and a national museum of the American Latino. Well, I think they I think we need to take up a we don't need to use government money. I think we need to to uh, just take up a take up a collection and build a national museum for the American white man. Say, hey, these are just Americans and they're not black and they're not Asian and they're not Hispanic and they're and they're not transgender. They're just guys that go home to their wives and get up the work and work every day and go to work, bring home the paycheck and support their family, go out there and work the farms. Hey, here's the here's the white American male museum. We'll see how that goes over. Uh, $25 million for what else? The Kennedy Center. Well, the Kennedy Center, they got $25 million in the first one, in the first the relief thing. Why do they keep wanting to give 25 million to the Kennedy Center? You would think this artsy fartsy place would have people that actually donate it to it, or maybe uh, members of it that donate to it. It's 72,000 square feet. And if they're going to put $50 million into renovating it, that's like $700 a square foot. You can uh, remodel the nicest, nicest house for about 180 bucks a square foot. $700 a square foot. Seems like somebody's getting kickbacks there. Um, and you know what? As someone who pays a gazillion dollars in taxes, especially this year, I'm kind of particular about where my money gets spent. So I want to call BS on this. Um, as always, there's plenty of foreign aid, $4 billion in military loans for Jordan, $700 million in economic support for Sudan. Why? Uh, $506 million for Central American regional security. Why? We already donated the Panama Canal. Five hundred million for the for Israeli military purchases. Israelis got all the nukes and they got all that stuff. Or are we giving them like, hey, we gotta give you a five if you're gonna spend ten billion with us, so we're gonna give you a five hundred million dollar discount. We gotta put it in somewhere. Four hundred and fifty-three million for Ukraine. Didn't Joe Biden just give uh Ukraine a a billion and a half dollars a couple years ago? What do they need $453 million for? $250 million for Palestinians to launch a five-year employment program supposed to improve the chances of peace with Israel. Yeah, terrorists. If terrorists just have jobs, they, they wouldn't be so angry. Yeah, maybe if terrorists just had girlfriends, uh, they wouldn't be so angry. Maybe if terrorists just had a little, little uh, I don't know, Prozac, they wouldn't be so angry. Maybe... Who cares? $132 million for the Republic of Georgia. That's not the state of Georgia. That's the Republic of Georgia. What are we doing for them? I don't know. It's a little island. Used to be part of the USSR. But $132 million over there. Don't know why. $101 million to fight wildlife poaching in other countries. Hey, you're going over to South Africa and you're killing giraffes. You're not supposed to do that. Hey, you're going over to South America and you're killing uh, killing tigers. You're not supposed to do that. 101 million? Hey, well, you guys are hungry. You guys are hungry. Do you really give a crap about elephants and zebras and giraffes in Africa or South America? Me neither. 33 million for democracy programs in Venezuela. Wasn't Venezuela the, the uh, dress rehearsal for the 2020 election here? 15 million for democracy programs in Pakistan. In Pakistan, we want to be the democracy. I don't think they want to be democracy. Ten million for gender programs in Pakistan. Gender programs? What's a gender program? You're going to teach uh, teach them how to how to cut off their wankies and become have boys become girls and girls become uh, girls become boys. I'm not sure. Twenty five two point five million for internet freedom programs in closed societies. Come on, man. And these parts of the bill uh, these and these parts of the of the bill pass new end of the year legislations. A law that makes crime to misuse Smokey the Bear and other US Forest Service characters. You're not allowed to go up to the only you can prevent forest fires and take your marker and make him smoke in a joint. That's illegal, so this this law will, will make sure that somebody has to go wipe those off. A law that bans doping race horses. Does the federal government really have to get involved in that? U.S. Postal Service ban on putting e-cigarettes in the mail. Okay. Law that makes illegal online streaming punishable by 10 years in jail. We don't want people uh, streaming movies that they shouldn't. And a section that states China should not interfere with Tibet's rights to choose a successor to the Dalai Lama when he dies. Why are we involved in this? What does it have to do with the United States? If Joe Biden is president, China can get away with just about anything they want. So Tuesday night, President Trump gave a White House address to say he will not sign this bill. The bill they are now planning to send back to my desk
0: is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. It's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with
2: COVID. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low
0: to $2,000. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation.
2: That's my president. That's my president. If you haven't had a chance to hear the whole five minutes, Um, find it on the internet. Um, We'll post it on the Facebook page and it will. That's my president. Plain English. Plain English. Hey, wait. Why are we giving all these other things, all these other people? We're concerned with America. And if these people need $2,000, why are we giving them $600 and giving all that other money for all that other BS? It has nothing to do with where we are right now. Um, next, in the last five minutes I have, uh, we weren't, told, weren't we told that the frontline healthcare workers and the elderly would be the first ones to get the COVID vaccine? Well, that's not what appears to be happening. Here in California, which, as we're being told, is the new epicenter of the virus, doctors at Stanford and unnamed Los Angeles Medical Center are receiving the vaccine based on seniority. That means the residences who have the least amount of seniority but the most amount of contact with the COVID patients will be the last ones to get, get the vaccine. On Monday, 1,300 Stanford residences, which are the new doctors, they staged a protest. Their uh, their dean, Dr. Lawrence Katz. You know, Katz Nelson, looks like two, uh, two last names, Katz Nelson, tried to handle the, sp- handle the spin control.
0: It was no one's malicious fault, but it was a bad outcome. I can't really speak of why it happened. I know there's a lot of interest in why this happened in the first place. I, I'm not really available to answer those questions because I wasn't there at those meetings. But I can tell you what we're trying to rectify and fix and make sure you understand. You guys are fairly highly valued by me and by everybody here. Fairly valued. Uh, No. Yeah.
2: they're making a what did she say fuss or did she say something that sounded like that i don't know but hey they're getting caught they're getting called on the on the uh, on the uh, called on the carpet about uh you know hey we're trying to do this right no you're not you're not doing anything you just did it because we're complaining this week the vaccine became available to all members of congress regardless of age even members as young as 31 which is the age of Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez. She posted a video of herself getting the vaccine on Monday.
0: Hello, everyone. So um, the COVID vaccine became available to the members of Congress last night, and we are urged to take it uh, as part of a continuity of governance plan. So I'm heading on my way there, um, and I want to show you guys what it's... Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, relax your arm. Don't- hey, that's it. Yes, ma'am.
2: Yep, great radio. I know your comment. Uh, AOC was criticized by Rand Paul, Tulsi Gabbard, and even Ilhan Omar, all of whom say they will wait until after senior citizens get it, uh, till they can get the vaccine. I think they just don't want it because um, they don't believe it's necessary. Nancy Pelosi, eighty year old, which certainly makes her elderly enough to qualify, but she, but did she actually get the vaccine? So we see a picture of of uh, Nancy standing there. And it looks to me like the needles there, but it looks like the orange cap is on the needle. So it looks like this. Here's a photo, photo op, but I don't really think she's getting it. Of course, the media puts the so-called fact checkers on everything now. So if you decide to Google the story, you'll find articles like this. Photos of the moment Pelosi received her vaccination show that the needle was exposed at the end of the syringe. And what was interpret- interpreted as the cap is actually the needle hub located next to the needle. Well, I don't do intravenous drugs, and I'm not a nurse or a doctor, so I can't have my opinion on that. Also, this week we got a good, we got a good, a feel-good Christmas story, courtesy of Dr. Tony Fauci, CNN anchors Erica Hill and Dr. Sanjay Gupta, hosted by CNN Sesame Street special on COVID for kids, with Dr. Fauci as the guest and a bunch of kids asked him scripted questions.
1: How did Santa get the vaccine and is it safe for him to go in the house? Will Santa still be able to visit me in coronavirus this season? What if he can't go to anyone's house or near his reindeer?
2: Well, I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presence. He can leave and you have nothing to worry about. Santa Claus is good to go. Santa Claus is good to go. Doesn't that make you happy? Uh, I I wanted to, if I was a kid there, I'd say, hey, how did you get to the North Pole? Did Santa send his uh, his sleigh to pick you up, or did you take an airplane? Did you have to wear a mask on the airplane? Lots of stuff to add to that, but those kids didn't. So anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. Folks, have a very Merry Christmas. Get ready for your New Year's. I'll have a, a show next week, which will be the end of my 13th year. So thanks for listening to The Main Event. My name is Ed Hoffman. Merry Christmas, and I'll be back again with you next week.
0: Ed Hoffman, MLS ID number 9921, California TRG rating number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch MLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, MLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837 housing opportunity.
2: Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
0: AM 590, the answer.